You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guest of today. We're talking about conscious living and doing things in life that you're passionate about and basically enjoy doing. And to talk about this, we're going to be talking with hypnotherapist and life coach Sonia Samtani, who's actually written about this. She's the author of 52 Thoughts for Conscious Living, One Inspiring Thought Each Week to Lead You Consciously Through the Year. And she joins us now to talk about her debut book. Welcome to the program, Sonia. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Noreen. It's great to be here. It's great to have you back. Um, so perhaps, uh, well, first of all, congratulations on your, on your book. I know this is a topic that you're really passionate about. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your book, 52 Thoughts for Conscious Living. Right. I actually titled the book exactly what I wanted the message of the book to be, like opportunities for us to live more consciously that takes us through the year. Because it's so easy for us to go back into our default mode and operate from the need to please or our defense mechanisms. And most of the time we have the knowledge, we just don't apply it. And that's the reason that I have created this book with 52 simple messages with empowering tools that remind us of how we can live consciously every week through the year. It sounds simple enough, but it's not always easily done. So what do you mean by conscious living? Yeah, that's a great question. So consciousness is actually about presence. It's about awareness. It's about knowing why you are doing what you're doing. Are you aware of why you are scared or why you're getting angry? And if you are aware, then does it work for you? Is what you're doing working for you or not? And if it's not working for you, then it gives you a choice to do something different. Because most of the time we're not operating from awareness. We're not operating from being conscious and being aware. We just wake up do our thing, go on Instagram, feel bad about ourselves when we compare ourselves to other people, go on Facebook, feel even shittier, and then move along our day. So conscious living gives us that opportunity to become aware and just check in and then have that choice. Is it, does it sort of apply, is it more difficult for some people to live consciously? Is it a personality thing? You know, for, for some people, they seem to do what they please and they're not really affected by other people. Is it easier for some and, and not so easy for others? I wouldn't attribute it so much to personality as I would a state of mind. And yes, it is easier for some and not easier for others. And that's because the, for those that make it easy, they're at that place where they want to. So it is about where are you in your evolution? Do you want to be aware? Do you want to live with more presence? Or are you comfortable living the way that you're living? For those that are comfortable living the way that they're living, it's going to be more difficult. It's, oh, you know, I should become more aware. It's a should. It's what other people think I should do. It's what society says is right to do, but I don't really want to. For those people, it's not so easy. And if it's something that you want to do, that's what makes the biggest difference. And the thing about human beings is we only want to change when staying the same is more painful. Mm. So we have to go through enough pain, enough challenges, and then we want to do something different. Yeah, well, that fits in perfectly. I was going to say, what sorts of challenges have you had to overcome? Um, And how did you do so? And how did you get to this uh, state of mind? So for me, I think one of the challenges would be about the notion that there is a place to get to, like I can be fixed or there is a certain way of being. 
you know, and especially if you're a therapist, people kind of think, oh, okay, you're a therapist, how can you be angry? And you're a therapist, how can you be sad? And how can you be human, basically, right? So it is about me applying all of these things to my life, understanding that I will be going through all of these challenges. I will be going through everything that any other person goes through. And it's about my choice to be conscious as I go through it all. And there is no fixed way of being because we're not broken. Being fixed and being broken, both of them are in the realm of judgment. And the more we keep judging ourselves, the more we're not living consciously because one of the big pieces of living consciously is acceptance. So for me, my biggest challenge is to be on that journey consciously to understand that you know there is no fixed way of being to understand that people still might think that i need to look a certain way or be a certain way and still to accept that that's their way of thinking and to continue being my first and biggest client absolutely i think acceptance is is the key word you know there are certain things that we can control about ourselves but not so much about other people and the circumstances and once you've sort of mastered the acceptance of that um, then <laughs> it works but it's it's getting to that point that's hard because um, it's hard not to let other people get to you sometimes it's it's hard sometimes to not let other people's judgment affect you even when you think you've risen above it um, so what are some tools and techniques that you can recommend uh, for some of our listeners I think you know the biggest tool is to get that sometimes people are not going to like you and people will judge you know i think some of us are living in this illusion that it's possible that every single person likes us all the time and it's possible that we're going to be in this bubble where we're going to be loved and accepted and we strive to get there so if we kind of accept and understand that we're not going to be liked all the time by everyone we are going to be judged and then that's okay and if that's okay then we can now be with the fact that other people may not like us, they're going to judge us. And that's not about us. That's about them. So that's, I think, the biggest piece for us to truly get. And it takes time. And the more we can remind ourselves of that, the more we can live in alignment with it. Yeah. Is that one of your favorite pieces of advice then that you tell your clients and also, you know, just accept the fact that not everybody likes us and that's okay? Yeah, that's one of them. You know, the thing that I love the most when you're asking about advice is the serenity prayer. I'm not sure whether you know it, the serenity prayer. Yeah, it is so smart. It is so deep. It is about, you know, granting me the serenity to accept the things that I can't change, the courage to change what I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And yeah. that prayer itself has so much gold. It is about acceptance of things I can't change. I can't change other people's opinions. It's about acknowledging that I have choice in the way I feel. I can take action. And it's about the wisdom that comes from the growth and the discernment. So I love that. that that's actually my favorite advice. I love that piece of advice too. Um, having said that, without going back and forth, sometimes it's difficult. You feel like you've mastered it, but sometimes there are little cracks within ourselves and we let that judgment get through to us how do we sort of is it about creating a shield or is it about just further acceptance I don't know you know there are bad days and there are good days and there are and when it's a good day um, it sort of slides off your back but when it's a bad day uh, even little things can get to us 
I completely understand. And I think you, you're totally vibing with me because you said, is it about further acceptance? And yes, I think that that is what it is because the times where we're letting it get to us, the times where we are sucked into our own judgment or other people's judgment, the moment we become aware of that, we're not sucked in anymore. So the moment I acknowledge or I realize that, hey, I'm judging myself or I'm feeling bad that somebody else is judging me. Now, at that moment, I become the observer and I'm not the victim of that judgment anymore. Then step two is to accept that's happening. And this acceptance is a very peculiar acceptance. It's not just saying, oh, you know, it's okay, it's good, because good is judging as much as saying something is bad. It's not being resigned and cynical and saying, oh, I can't do anything about it. It's about being with what is. So what's going on right now is that I judged or somebody else judged. That's all there is to it. I'm being with what is. It's almost like being in a meditation and going into mindfulness and just becoming aware of the seat that you're sitting on and the room that you're in and the judgment that you have. And the moment you're aware of that, it doesn't take over you. We are also so, live on Facebook as well, so uh, you can hear and uh, interact and comment uh, if, if you want to this afternoon. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to, and you can uh, comment and, and maybe chat directly uh, to Sonia Samtani, who's written uh, the book 52 Thoughts for Conscious Living, One Inspiring Thought Each Week to Lead You Consciously Through the Year. Uh, part of acceptance is also understanding, Sonia, and sometimes you, you, you want to understand where the other person is coming from or, or why is it they don't understand the situation the way you do or why they don't like you? Um, is there some truth to finding out or, or coming to an understanding or is it just sort of, you know, accepting the fact that we're not going to see eye to eye and we're not going to be on the same page and that's fine? Or is there room to sort of uh, question uh, the situation or question the person? Um, what's your problem? Kind of <laughs> in a nicer way. Hmm. And you know, when we're talking about understanding and, and you're talking about other people's perspectives, the way to truly understand another is not to see them through our filter, because that's still coming from our own judgment. So right. if I say, if I was you, I would do this. Now, that means that I am judging you and I am putting my filter of my education and my wisdom on top of you and saying that you should do this. Whereas the truth is, if I was really you, I would have your background, your understanding, your fears, your resources or lack of, and I would do exactly what you do because then I would really be you. So to really truly understand another one's perspective, it is truly stepping into their shoes, their background. And you know, a lot of times when we're doing therapy, we get people to physically step into another position, physically truly understand how did the other person feel at that moment? What did they think at that moment? That will give you a much bigger insight because now you're moving out of your reference point and your filter into their shoes. That's very good. Um, one thing I really like about y your book is that, you know, you address uh, this notion of, of the pressure of being positive all the time. And there is that sort of um, pressure that you have to be help, uh, happy or positive or, you know, things have to be okay. Where does that come from? 
Yeah, I think that that also comes from all these fantasies and illusions that we buy into when we're younger, right? The love is going to look this way and it's going to be another Walt Disney movie and we're going to like run around with the stars. And so we think that it's possible to be happy all the time. And one of the things I mentioned in the book is happiness is an emotion, as is sadness, as is anger. And all emotions are transient in nature. That's what emotion is, right? It's emotion, it's energy that is motioning, that is moving. And so if something is constantly moving, you can't be stagnantly happy all the time. And if we bought into that false illusion, we're just going to be gravely disappointed. And so it's about allowing yourselves to feel the emotions that you do. And if we allow ourselves to feel it fully, then every emotion has a beginning, middle and an end. Then we feel something else and we move on. So happiness is not a constant. Peace can be a constant because peace is a state of being. You can be at peace even if you're sad, even if you're angry by accepting that that's how you feel. There's absolutely there's a strange sort of contentment that, you know, even when you're going through pain or if you're going through something difficult, there is that sort of if you look at the bigger picture, if you've got your health, if you've got, you know, things put things into perspective, you can feel at peace and you can feel that strange contentment, even though you're not exactly happy about the situation. Um, I want to turn back to something that, that you mentioned, part, part acceptance, but also um, pressure. Sometimes we get pressure from friends and family. Um, how do we not let that affect us? Because that's obviously from, from people that we care about, and, and it comes from a good place. They care about us, <laughs> hence the pressure. Um, how can we not let that get to us? It's basically about focus. Now, if you're focusing on the pressure, you're going to get the pressure. If you're focusing on how do I not let the pressure get to me, you're still focusing on the pressure because our minds can't think in negative. So if I'm saying, you know, don't think of a chair, don't think of pressure, don't think of a blue room, you're, you're going to think about, about <laughs> You're going to think about the blue room and the chair. So even if we say, oh, I should not let that pressure affect me you're still thinking about it and it will still affect you. So change your focus into what you do want. It's not that I don't want to uh, let that pressure affect me or I, I don't want to displease someone. What do I want? Maybe what I do want is my own sense of peace, is to feel comfortable, is to grow. And the more you focus on what you do want, naturally as a byproduct of that, you will move away from that pressure. Hmm. So it's kind of ironic but it is about shifting your focus to something different to what you do want. And of course, the irony of that is because we're so fixated on, you know, doing things to maybe please people or please friends or family that sometimes we forget what we really want. And sometimes you have to zone out and tune out of all the noise to figure out what is it that you really want in life. Exactly. Yes. And that's why we go on these retreats and these meditations. And now that's becoming more and more popular. And my personal opinion is this is the gift from COVID because now we are forced to go on that inner retreat. We're forced to go inward because there's no outward to the same extent anymore to distract ourselves. You get to really focus on things that really matter and you really get to put your perspective, put things into perspective. Um, let's talk about uh, one thing I came across in your book is also th this notion of inner conflicts. Can you explain to us what exactly do you mean by inner conflicts and, and how can we let go of them? So an inner conflict is basically two sides of you wanting two different things. That's why it's a conflict. So one part of you wants to please other people. The other part of you wants to stay home and read a book and do something else. Now they're only in conflict because there's 
two wanting two different things. One will be coming from inspiration and one is coming from a fear. And if all parts of you were just coming from inspiration, there would be no inner conflict. So there is something that wants to move towards what you really want, what you're inspired. And there's another part that says, oh, I should do this. I'm afraid if I don't do this, the consequences, someone may not like me and it may not be accepted. And so how you move forward from that is to look at that part of you that is coming from fear, become aware, do not judge it as it's wrong or bad because it's still there. It's a part of you, accept it and invite it to turn around and face that part of you that is inspired. And then slowly you will find that the conflict is lessening and you'll be operating more from inspiration. Okay, we'll do that. If we experience fear or any sort of emotion, I don't want to say negative emotion, but any sorts of emotion, let it sit for a while and try and turn it around into something uh, a, a bit, I don't want to say positive, but a bit more productive perhaps. Um, I know, it gets tricky. <laughs> it does. So, uh, Sonia, before I let you go, um, is there any message you'd like to leave our listeners uh, with today? Uh, so, some some parts of your, uh, your book that you want to share with our listeners today? Sure. I, the message that I constantly give is uh, based on my, my company is called All About You. So it's that life is really all about you. It's our choices, our interpretation, your way of thinking that's created your reality. So to shift anything, look inwards, understand that it's all about you. And we begin to accept all that we have judged in the past. Well said. Sonia, remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you um, and also where can we uh, find your book? So you can find my book on Amazon. It is there, the Kindle version and the paperback. You can also get it from my center, which is in Shangwan, and we are called All About You. You can visit our website, www.allaboutyoucenter.com or my own name, soniasamtani.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And that's Sonia Simtani, uh, the author of 52 Thoughts for Conscious Living. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much, Noreen. It's been a lovely chat. Thank you.